Hey, everybody. We're back. Dave Hodges here, The Common Sense Show. You heard that in the intro. You know who I am, but it's time you find out who my guest is. And probably most of you do know our guest, Mike Adams from Natural News, News Target, does some work with InfoWars. He's kind of all over the map. He's got Reel.Video, fantastic reach Mike has. And we're going to be with him in just a minute, and we're going to talk specifically about an article he wrote, and we're going to try to take that to the next level. But first, we have to let you know, that uh, Well, you know, airtime's not free, so we've got some sponsors. I want to let you know about the two sponsors we've chosen to sponsor this segment. And we choose people who we think that you really need, people who provide services and products that say, hey, if we ever get to poop hits the fan, you are ready. And you need food and you need water, and I'm going to talk to you about both of those. We have what we feel is the best storable food out there, MPS. Great quality, restaurant quality, no glyphosates, no GPS. I, I got to tell you, it's you look at this product, and it's 25-year shelf life, and people are raving about the quality. And, and really, you should try it. Don't wait till emergency to try to figure it out. Well, how do you get yours? Go to preparewithdave.com, preparewithdave.com, and everything you need is right there. And if you need food, you need water. And I got to tell you, we've got the best water purification system at $50 off. Listen, $50 off, that's more than a third of the cost for really the most inexpensive water system, but the best. It takes out 2,000 contaminants. And I got to tell you guys, Chromium 6, remember Aaron Brockovich? Chromium 6 is in the water supplies of 218 million people, according to a recent study. That's two-thirds of America, more than two-thirds. Well, this will take Chromium 6 out. you got pesticides, you got lead, you got bacteria. Listen, all of us need to have this kind of protection for our drinking water, and it's only going to get worse. So how do you get your system? How do you get your Alexa Pure Pro free? Well, what you got to do is go to waterwithdave.com, waterwithdave.com. Well, on the Newsmaker line with me, we have Mike Adams. And Mike wrote an article, and and I want to say this preliminarily. Uh, early in the morning on Sunday, September 30th, I wrote an article uh, in which I did a fictional account of the assassination of Brett Kavanaugh at his inauguration and how my family and myself at a later time were hauled off to a FEMA camp, and I'll spare you all the other details. But it was a fictional account. But I said, this is what we're looking at if we let the midterm elections slip away and we let the left continue with their unbridled violence. And then I go over to uh, Natural News. This is my habit every day. And Mike had this uh, wonderfully informative article, but very disturbing, about the hit lists and what's coming. And it's kind of funny, Mike, and I'm welcome to the show. And I just wanted to say it's ironic how you and I thought alike on the same exact day. In fact, I was actually writing a follow-up article about Steve Scalise, and I uncovered some information from his attempted assassination that I was going to air and you hit Scalise right there in your article. But anyway, welcome to the show, and congratulations on a well-done piece that was very informative. Well, it's great to join you again, Dave, although uh, I wish we were talking about better topics. Uh, this we're, we're in a dire situation right now, and uh, once again, you and I have been following the same breadcrumbs and, and coming to similar conclusions, but uh, very sobering conclusions. Just Just to lay it out for your listeners, it is clear to me, and this is what I've laid out in my article and video with many, many supporting links, that – and I'm going to say this very slowly and clearly so there's no, no mistaking – that Maxine Waters' staffers, perhaps under her direction, are deliberately doxing 
United States conservative senators so that radical left-wing kill teams can get the home addresses of those senators and perhaps other people such as conservative Supreme Court justices. And they are at the same time, these left-wing radical activists are openly discussing on Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere how to carry out uh, kills of high-value targets and at the same time, editors of progressive left-wing Soros-funded websites are openly calling for home invasions of conservative senators. And uh, no doubt Brett Kavanaugh is on this list. And no doubt Ted Cruz is on the list. And he was, of course, uh, assaulted by – well, I shouldn't say assaulted. He was, he was mobbed by a crowd that I think – in the next phase of this could escalate to a stabbing or a shooting of a senator like Ted Cruz. And I'm, I'm concerned for the safety of all these conservative senators, Supreme Court justices and Brett Kavanaugh and others, and I'm calling for some kind of security for these individuals and some kind of response to, for, the, for the federal government to go after these domestic terrorists, these Antifa terrorists and the fake journalists who are acting as terrorists complicit with them. So that's my statement, Dave. Well, your statement is clear, and I echo your statement. And when you talked about going after Supreme Court justices, uh, I'm just reminded of the movie The Pelican Brief. And I don't know if you remember that movie or not. Denzel Washington was in it. um, And it was a terrific movie in terms of the plot and storyline. And two Supreme Court justices were murdered to get a different interpretation of law for big oil that was centered in Louisiana. And a wow. uh, very popular movie in the 90s. Um, and I, I, I recall I, the film, but I, I, I haven't seen it since the 90s, so I didn't remember that that was the storyline. That's fascinating. It, it is. And I, I looked at it, and I just was scratching my head and just saying, man, oh, man, this is absolutely crazy. And you are so right about the violence level that's coming. I'm getting this also from Paul Preston, who's very well connected uh, to senior level officials uh, in, in our government, because he's one of the leaders, if not the leader of the, of the the New California movement. And he's talking about the embeds that are coming into the country. I've been covering it with regard to the Chinese that are coming in. And it's been echoed by John Moore, ex-Green Beret radio broadcaster. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They are loading up for a huge punch, absolutely positively. So let, let's start with your article and then branch out from it. Uh, it's your contention that they're going to have uh, stealth, for lack of a better term, SWAT teams, hit teams, black ops from the deep state, and they're going to have coordinated home invasions uh, where they're going to take out a number of people. But let me ask you this question, Mike. When they do this, won't they have to also affect an immediate coup against the president? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you're, you're right on point to point that out. This has to be a coordinated uh, – I've called it an activation day that is, is broadcast to all of these left-wing, not only sort of on-the-street activists, but also deep state people who each have their marching orders, and some of them are operating without orders at all. They're just operating based on hatred for America sure. and hatred for Trump supporters. But the, from the, the picture that's coming together from, from my research and what I'm reading and seeing, and this is based on reporting from PJ Media and Daily Caller, 
plus Breitbart and many other sources, plus some of my own sources, is that they're waiting for a, a trigger event, and then they're going to try to murder conservatives all on the same day, and that's conservative radio hosts, conservative senators, conservative Supreme Court justices, plus dethrone the president or perhaps murder him. But also, in typical communist-style revolution formats, you're going to see leftists in cities going door-to-door and dragging the neighborhood conservative out of out of their home and murdering them in, in cold blood and in broad daylight. And they're, they're going to try a national sweep of mass murder and to sweep into power, take the White House, silence all conservatives, because... You know, the tech giants have been trying to silence conservatives by deplatforming them, and that that has had an impact, but it hasn't stopped conservatives. You know, people I – mean, you know, we still reach millions a month. Alex Jones' traffic has gone up 500 percent, you know? I mean, they're, oh, so, so they're it's failing. Amazing. You're, you're right. My, my YouTube traffic is up 36 percent in the last month. Amazing. Yeah. See, th- this is exactly what's happening. So they realize that they can't just silence conservatives, that they now have to escalate it to the kill stage. And I'm very serious uh, about this, and, and my warnings have been very sober here, that there is a kill stage, a kill phase that the left is going to try to invoke. And that's why I've used the, the term kill teams. When you have these left-wing journalists saying to stage home invasions, then you're talking about murdering these conservatives plus their families in the middle of the night. And then when you release their home addresses, and Project Veritas uncovered the DOJ deep state plants on camera saying that they use Department of Justice computers to scan people's license plates, get their home addresses, and then share that with their radical left-wing groups to engage in stalking and uh, oppression type of behavior at that person's home, then you know. You know that this is what's coming because they're going to dox everyone, distribute kill lists, and then activate kill teams. And this is what's coming. It's, It's as clear as day. It's pretty similar to what happened to Breitbart and Michael Hastings. Mm-hmm. We've been down yeah, this road before. And I'm beginning to look. I don't think this uh, beating of uh, Rand Paul is quite as innocent as it seems. And by innocent, I mean not preplanned by deeper, darker forces. I think that was the first salvo. That was a warning sign. Scalise was a warning sign. I wrote about the Scalise attempted assassination and, and I pointed out how this wasn't a lone craze nut, that old familiar scenario. I talked about how the storyline didn't fit and really what was at work. That was a planned hit. And you know what Scalise well, was yeah. after? Scalise was after child sex trafficking. That's why they were trying to shut him up. <laughs> yeah, there's a rabbit hole. If you try to go down that, there, you're going to get into all kinds of um, people disappearing and so on. But there there's so many layers of this that but, – but the bottom line is the American people – are asleep right now, I think, hmm. for the most part. And conservatives still think that they're in a, an arena where the left is going to follow the rules and follow the law and follow procedure and follow due process. And that's nonsense. They've abandoned law. They've abandoned due process. I mean, look at the Brett Kavanaugh you know, circus. Uh, they've abandoned anything resembling ethics or honesty or anything. Look at Dianne Feinstein, her activities. Look at Schumer, all these, all these left-wing senators. They will do anything at this point. They have a slogan, you know, by any means necessary. Exactly. To gain power. Sheila Jackson Lee, let me ask you for your take on this. I'm sure you've seen the picture. I'm sure you've seen the video. I run it on my site as well. 
Sheila Jackson Lee comes up and covertly, and they tried to cover it, give the Dr. Ford's attorney an envelope that he quickly right. stashed in his suit. Well, do you have any guesses as to what that was? I, I think that's too obvious for a cash payment. Well, it it looks like a payoff, and I, I, I don't put it past these people to try that right out in the open because they think that they can't ever get caught. Look, Hillary Clinton still hasn't been prosecuted. Yeah. Why the heck are we still in that situation? You know, the FBI, I mean, think about this, man. The FBI, and now James Comey is saying, well, seven days isn't enough to, to investigate Brett Kavanaugh, but they went through 30,000 emails on Wiener's computer laptop in what, like three days and said, hey, it's all good. Remember that? Yes. So, you know, the FBI, as you know, has been corrupt for a very, very long time. And I'm afraid that they are going to use this week to uh, to falsify evidence against Brett Kavanaugh, anything to stop the Trump uh, nomination from taking place. I just, you know, Mike, here's I know I know what they're doing. I can see what the Democrats are doing. But I think it's a dumbass approach. And the reason I say that, okay, Kavanaugh goes away on Friday of this week. Okay, he's gone. Okay, he's been dismissed. His nominations failed. Trump has a new nominee on Monday. And he's saying, I'm giving you until this deadline to get it done. The Republicans still control the committee. Uh, They can do whatever they want to do. Do you think the Democrats actually think they can play the same game, second verse on the next person, because even if the Democrats win back the House and Senate, they don't take the seats until January. Trump has doesn't, r- Trump has wiggle room. It doesn't matter because uh, as long as they can take the House, they will impeach President Trump in the House. Even if they can't get a conviction in the Senate, doesn't matter. Then you're going to have House members on the left, like Pelosi, saying, "Well, we can't allow the confirmation." of a Supreme Court nominee from a president who's been impeached, period. And they're going to use that to delay un, un, you know, until 2020. But, Mike, that's bullcrap because Clinton still conducted government business during his impeachment trial. Sure. Yeah, but but very few people remember that. <laughs> and and there's a double standard, and the media was, was in bed with Clinton. Uh, but, of course, they're going to attack Trump. So I'm just telling you that's the excuse they're going to make. Which is oh he's been impeached you can't you can't even allow a Supreme Court justice from him because Trump himself might be arrested they'll say you know he he's going to go to jail he's going to be removed from office and we have to I mean they've already put out there this idea that you have to roll back everything that Trump did including I've seen left wing editors say you got to remove Neil Gorsuch from the court <laughs> I've seen that too yeah I, I I hear you hey I don't want to digress too much but let me tell you I'm sitting on the story that I may even air very soon, and that story is this. And I have some contacts inside the Republican Party, some well-placed contacts, particularly at the state level. And what I've been told is, you know, Jeff Flake is playing both ends against the middle. He looks as much like a Democrat as John McCain at times. Yeah. And he is going to oppose Trump for the nomination in 2020, and he is going to break off third-party-wise to try to split the Republican vote to hand it to the Democrats. Oh, yeah, that sounds like something Flake would do. Yeah, listen, I'm telling you, I've been told by someone who's had privy to the discussions. Isn't Flake an Arizona senator? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. this is why I'm getting this information, because okay. I know a lot of people on the inside here in our politics, and the right. person who told me is reliable beyond reliable, and mm-hmm. they're totally opposed to what's going on. If you look at it, 
Flake only served one term, just one. He would have probably got reelected. Why would you walk away when you get to come in as a millionaire like Dianne Feinstein and leave as a billionaire? Why would he right. turn his back on that? Because he's been something. He's been promised something much, much bigger, and he's got to play his role by splitting the Republican vote. And I hear Paul Ryan is part of the deal. Interesting. And that would certainly be, make a lot of sense. It could be a Paul Ryan flake ticket or vice versa. Uh huh. Right. And you know. Right. You know what? What's Ryan not doing? He's leaving Congress. Uh huh. Well, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. There, you still have the Republican establishment, right, that despises Trump and. And they would rather see America destroyed than see Trump succeed. <coughs> uh, <laughs> well, bank on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of like as obvious looking in the mirror and seeing your face in the reflection. I, I hear what you're saying. And that's a given. But anyway, back to your article. Um, as soon as your article ran, I got a call from my, my, one of my friends who was former special ops. And he says, you see Mike's article? And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, Mike is right, but there's one other thing I want to add in. He said, you're going to see a couple of these guys have car accidents. And he went mm. into a detailed explanation about the Boston brakes, about how a drone can take over your car and steer you right into a building or another oncoming car. Wow. And he said, he said that's one thing. He also said, you might see uh, a plane crash. He said, especially if you get two or three of them. And he said, if I was advising these representatives and senators, I would tell them never travel on the same flight together. Well, exactly. And it also brings up the death of Scalia. And how was Scalia taken out? Because a lot of people suspect that he was murdered. He was suffocated. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the timing of that, think about it. The timing was to have an open seat so that President Hillary Clinton could come in and then nominate you know, three, essentially three hardcore left-wing Supreme Court justices during her first term. <laughs> and that's, that's, and, and then, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg could retire and then they could bring in another one. So that was their plan to just stack the court against America forever. Yeah, well, they get that kind of court, there won't be an America. Well, that's their plan. That's, and, that's, the thing. Um, that's their plan. Mike, I wrote an article last week, and I'll just tell you the title, and you can surmise the rest. I said, uh, I, I talked about a parallel between the um, nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to Supreme Court and the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. I said one set off World War One, the other will set off a, a civil war. What do you right. think? What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I remember seeing your headline on that. I think it was on Steve Quayle's website, and I think it's it's very insightful. Um, thing is that conditions for these wars are they, they build up for many, many years in advance, and then there's a trigger point. And that assassination in World War I was just, just a trigger point, but everything else had been held back and then was unleashed, and suddenly you're in a massive world war. Um, I think we're in that situation now. There's no question. Where you have these deranged leftists now walking up to Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Ted Cruz or physically attacking Alex Jones – in public, these leftists just cannot wait to put their hands on some kind of a AK rifle and just take rifles to the streets and start shooting their enemies. I mean, they're they're talk they're openly talking about it. They're planning it. Fortunately well, for us, they can't shoot very well. The um, this is where Paul Preston comes in in opposing the Cal Exit movement, 
And Paul had embedded sources that sat at some of these meetings about CalExit in the early days. This is when Obama was still in office. They had three Obama officials. They had the Bank of China, uh, Mexico's National Bank, people from the Mexican consulate. They had people from basically all the drug cartels, including ISIS, and representatives of Governor Jerry Brown and other assorted characters. And what was said by one of the cartels, and I don't remember which one Paul said now without looking at my notes, but uh, his source said that they said, if we can't exit, and that was the plan, exit the country as a protectorate under the U.N., then we will begin to kill white people in large numbers in public venues. Mm-hmm. And, and now embedded forces like MS-13 paramilitary trainees from Honduras and Panama and El Salvador are coming in to California. And Paul told me recently, he says, Dave, what we talked about two years ago, he said they're getting ready to make it happen. So, Mike, this parallel is exactly what you're talking about. Only Uh we're talking about attacking people on a macro scale, and you're talking about targeting people on an individual scale. I think they go together. And I've I've thought about this tactically for quite some time, too. I'm convinced it's going to come down to um, territory. There'll be sanctuary cities that are controlled by leftists, and they'll they'll mass murder the conservatives in the cities or drive them out. But much of the rural areas of states such as California – and of course, Texas will be controlled by pro-patriot forces, pro-America forces. Now, the the thing to realize here is that the cities are vulnerable, uh, more vulnerable than they can imagine. Vulnerable to, of course, power substations being shut down. So it's a very simple matter for patriot forces to cut off the power to these cities. It's also a very simple matter to cut off the water, especially in places like you know Arizona and, and California. And so on. So these cities are going to be, in in essence, under uh, embargoes of power, food, water, because the uh, the pro-America forces can easily control the interstates and the highways, going in and out of the cities, even if they stay out of the cities themselves. Like the inner cities will be, you know, war zones or or run by communists, but outside the cities, um, it's going to be America in control. And if you think about that, then the cities don't last very long. So that's something to consider. There's, you know, <laughs> the the pro-America forces are have most of the territory. Just look at the voting maps, right, from 2016. It's almost all red. You know, you know the Chinese are controlling Hollywood now. Yeah. And uh, I'm working on an article that talks about the following. Um, there were three movies made called The Purge where you have lawless behavior for 12 hours. Long story short, the government couldn't get it going, so they had to send in covertly their hit teams, and their goal was to have as many poor people as killed to improve the economy. That was three movies worth. Now they got a 10-part series on USA Network. Oh, really? Purge. Oh, yeah. 20, basically, <laughs> you can murder anybody. No weapon is denied. It's absolutely insane. And I'm thinking this is what this is evolving into. Well, gosh, uh, a lot of times what we see in entertainment foreshadows reality. But let me just mention this for, uh, on a tactical stand uh, point of view here for all patriots listening, because this, you know, your show is not going to be listened to by very many uh, communists, thank goodness. But um, I've noticed in the training that a lot of the left wing people can't they can't really hit targets. And they 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 shoot rifles the way you see them in the movies where they hold them at their hip <laughs> and they just kind of aim and, and, and pull the trigger and try to hit something. Well, 
I want to encourage all patriots to do the following. Um, if you have a red dot site, which most people do on their ARs, I want you to sight in your red dot at 50 yards, not 100. Because at 50 yards, the ballistics of your 5.56 round give you an on-target hit anywhere from zero yards to almost 300 yards. Uh, because it arcs up, the, the, the round hits high at 100 and 150 yards. It evens out somewhere in the 200 range, and then it drops, um, you know, maybe 8 to 12 inches at, at roughly 300 yards. I'd have to look at the chart to, to clarify. But if you side in at 50 yards, you're good all the way out to almost 300 yards without, without having to compensate for bullet drop. But if you side in at 100 yards, the bullet drop out at 300 yards plus is very significant, like 4 feet or 5 feet or something like that. So, so side in your rifles your 556 rifles at 50 yards if you love America and you're willing to defend America and what you'll be able to do if it comes to civil war is you'll be able to outrange the anti-America terrorists and traitors because they they're talking about using short-barreled rifles right short-barreled rifles have very poor range very low muzzle velocity and very wide dispersion of the of the hits so they're only going to be good to about 75 to 100 yards and even their AK-47s, if they're firing them from their hip, they can't hit anything. You can sit out at 250 yards, and you can pick them off with an AR and a red dot. So just yeah. keep that in mind. Getting ballistics advice from Natural News and Mike Adams. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, this shows you how far we have moved down this rabbit hole. Anyway, we are speaking with Mike Adams. We need to step aside just for a minute to remind everybody that our next segment is brought to you by Virtual Shield. Guys, if the left ever takes over, you don't think they're going to use your browsing habits to persecute you like they do in China with the social credit system? You're darn right, because it's Google, but it'll be running both systems. So Virtual Shield will wipe all this out. Virtual Shield will keep people from tracking you by shifting your IP address from VPN to VPN. And they have a 50% off sale this month. In fact, you can get started for as low as $3 a month. Go to hidewithdave.com hidewithdave.com we're also brought to you by cheapcabletv.com sports season across america a lot of great sports out there well you can get yours dirt cheap you can get your movies dirt cheap and they still have all the best you know fox news the discovery channel the whole nine yards and listen to me it's thirty dollars a month if you're paying more than thirty dollars a month for the cable ripoff you need to go to CheapCableTV.com. That's CheapCableTV.com. We're back with Mike Adams of National News and News Target, Real Dot Video, and a million other places, including InfoWars. And we're talking about the perceived hit teams that Mike fears is coming our way. And I will tell you, the evidence is very clear. That's the direction we're headed. Mike, how soon do you think this could happen? I'm going to write down a date here, and we'll compare notes. Okay, well, my answer really isn't dependent on dates, but certain events. I agree. As I, I agree. Uh, yeah, they're trigger events, but they're also de-escalation events. For example, as I explained in my video, the more political power that the left loses, in other words, the more elections they lose and the more Supreme Court seats they lose, the more they escalate the violence because they feel like they have no options, that they can't win votes, they can't win in politics. However, interestingly, if they take the House in these midterm elections – that would tend to have a de-escalation effect on their own violent psychology. They, Many of them, I'm talking about leftists, would say to themselves, well, hey, maybe we can get back into some political power here. And so it might have, you know, um, it, it, it might dissuade 
people from going extreme radical and violent. Uh, of course, I hope that the Republicans keep the House and keep the Senate. And, um, you know, if the left wants to go totally insane and cause a civil war, we're just going to have to, you know, have them all arrested and defend ourselves appropriately. So I don't want the left to take the House, obviously. But if they did, it might assuage some of their terrorism uh, attitudes. However, they lose the House in these midterms, which right now I think it's a toss up. I think it's 50 50. Um, at the moment, and it's probably going to change in the next week, given the, you know, everything happening in Washington. But if they lose the House, then I think, oh, actually, if if Brett Kavanaugh gets confirmed and they lose the House, then I think they go full on terrorism, bombings, assassinations, executions, kill teams, everything. That's at what some I just, point, that's what I just wrote down. But I didn't include and lose the House. I said within a week after Kavanaugh's approved nomination. I think we're going to see violence in the 30 biggest cities in America like we've never seen before. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, Kavanaugh's confirmation would set that off. But I think also if they lose the midterms, it will just have a, a multiplying effect. Well, then I think we're looking at uh, more serious interventions, letting off a nuke, a pandemic release. I mean, th- they could go for the big stuff. Well, if you can't, um, if we can't have the country, nobody will. You see, there are, there are different left-wing forces. There's the crazies in the streets, the Antifa people, but then there's the deep state. And what you just referred to, I think, is what, what the deep state is capable of doing, which is uh, pulling off things like attempting a real stock market crash, uh, attempting the release of um, a radiological weapon, um, attempting a major false flag to blame on Trump supporters, things like that. Uh, but but the Antifa people on the streets just just your crazed left-wing lunatics i don't think they're capable of those sophisticated attacks but they are capable of mass chaos and 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 bombings and you know mass assassinations or attempted assassinations and that that's it's those individuals who are going to cause chaos in the cities wow that's all i can say is wow i just mike five years ago did you ever imagine we'd be at this place i know we talked about it but do you think it'd be here like this I had no idea, you know, I want to be running a food lab, I'm a food geek, I'm a science geek, you know, I want to be sitting in my lab running pesticides, that's actually what I prefer, and (laughs) this is not what I wanted to be doing, and I've had to force myself to train in tactical firearms for the last several years, you know, I've had to become highly proficient for my own self-defense, and um, in in doing so, I've, I've... come into contact with many, many people in active duty military, uh, former military, active duty law enforcement, uh, former military contractors, um, you know, like, I guess you would call them, I don't know what you call them, just just contractors, you know, military contractors that, that are hired by these corporations to, to go do things like, the people I know now, they, they, do, they do rescue missions, they go into countries and rescue what do they say? Um, embassy personnel. When things go bad, they, they go in and rescue embassy personnel in firefights and drag them out of hell holes. And they, they tell me that they're getting the word that, that they're going to be deployed in the United States soon. So, you know, there you go. Think about where that's headed. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you, you brought up the military, though, and let, let's go back to the military. When the proverbial poop hits the fan, 
How's the military going to uh, factor into all this? Well, uh, in in my view, and of course I'm not in not in the military, so there are people better qualified than I to answer this. But from what I've heard and what I know, the military is pro-Trump, uh, pro-America. Uh, the, the Pentagon has received enormous funding from the Trump administration. I mean, historically large funding. And don't forget, everybody in the military got a raise under Trump, so their pay increased. And from the uh, the active duty and, and former military people that I talked to, they're very, very happy with Trump. I mean, it's like 99% pro-Trump. So uh, there may be sectors of the military that are stationed in certain areas like California where there might be some trouble, but uh, there's no trouble there that, that probably won't be solved with a carefully placed, <laughs> you know, from one of the commanders. <laughs> so uh, it's going to very quickly become a pro-Trump military. Well, that leads into the second part. There's two factors here I wanted to get your reaction to. If it ends up in being a shooting war, I mean, and, and, and whether it's full scale or 30 cities, uh, you're still going to see military involvement. But uh, Steve Quayle and I had this discussion when we were in Branson. We believe America is going to be attacked by China and Russia uh, when America is embroiled in a civil war or our civil discord so bad that you can't even see straight. And there's one other mitigating factor. Before uh, Obama left office, he signed something called the Kigali Principles, which we agreed to allow the U.N. to come in on their own say-so if they deem there is an unsafe situation in the country, and they'll right. come in as, quote, peacekeepers. Right, right. Well, now you're getting right to the the real, the real deep part of it here. Uh, l- let me back up and just remind your listeners that during a, during a state of war under which we, we are operating, and, and don't forget that President Trump declared a national emergency in 2017 – uh, during a state of war, the U.S. military, under law and under precedent, can um, uh, track down and kill enemy combatants in the United States. So it's not it's not a violation of posse comitatus for military troops to to hunt down and either arrest or kill enemy combatants inside the United States. So um, the military, I, I believe, will be active on U.S. soil for that purpose because, as you know, Dave, that there are enemy combatants operating inside America, of course, at every level right now. Yes. And they're, they're, they've already been identified. The Trump administration knows who they are, and I believe the Pentagon knows who they are. But now fast-forwarding to your comment, I think you're exactly right that once this begins, the U.N., there'll be calls for the U.N. to come in, and the media in particular – will start to label pro-Trump forces as terrorists, even though actually it's, they're the ones stopping the left-wing terrorism. But pro-Trump forces will be called terrorists, and the, there will be calls by uh, traitorous senators like Feinstein and Schumer and others to bring in the United Nations and disarm the American population in order to stop the bloodshed. This is, this is the narrative they will use. At that point, my guess is there will probably be patriot groups and for the record, I'm not calling for this or advocating it, just analyzing. I think patriot groups will probably occupy um, CNN and probably Google and Facebook. There will probably be local action to try to prevent those propaganda organizations from uh, carrying out continued acts of sedition and treason against the country. 
That's just my guess. I think your guess is um, well-placed, Mike. I've been told, and uh, I don't know if I've read this or not, but I've been told in a number of circles that many of the Silicon Valley tech giant executives are taking up residence in two places, China and New Zealand. (laughs) New Zealand, yeah, bunkers, yeah. That's right. Yeah, they know it's only a limited period of time. And they'll be if this if this goes into a civil war, you know, they'll they'll be lucky to to get out. Um who was it that said I think it was Gerald Salenti <laughs> said like, What do you need? Uh guns, gold and a getaway plan. <laughs> you know, he was talking about city people. <laughs> so if you don't have a getaway plan, all all the guns and gold won't really help you, will it? No. Um you know, there's something that's occurred to me too, Mike, and I and I, uh, I am going to broach this in a, in the upcoming article I'm writing. Uh, it's not just the conservative senators uh, and the congressmen that have to be concerned for their safety. I can see a false flag where people like Maxine Waters, Diane Feinstein, they're taken out, and our side gets the blame. Uh, that that is well within the realm of possibility. There's they could structure any kind of narrative around such violence. And of course the deep state is willing to kill any number of people in order to accomplish its, its goals. Um, there could be even an attempt to cut off the president and claim that he's been killed. Even, even though he hasn't, how would we know? You see, um, that just remove him from power and bring in a replacement and, um, you know, basically have him have him kidnapped or, or, or what have you. There, there are all kinds of scenarios they could run on this, but the number one goal will be to control the narrative, blame pro-America forces, and then eventually bring in the United Nations if things get too chaotic and, and aim for a complete disarmament of the country and eliminating the Second Amendment. And that's where the American people have to, of course, uh, invoke the Second Amendment and use it to save their country. Everything you're saying has been rehearsed by the establishment. And I'm speaking specifically to Jade Helm 15, where they rehearsed seizing of guns and the taking out of large dissidents. And Jade Helm 16, it was about fighting against guerrilla forces. And the quote was, well, they hired actors to play disaffected former American military guerrilla chieftains. That's right. the, That's the quote. That's what they ran in these job app places, like Indeed, where they went out and hired these guys to play this role. So they've already practiced for this, Mike. I mean, you're right on the money. Well, they have, but but remember that was under Obama, and I think that I think Trump made a deal with the Pentagon, and I think the deal was, we'll give you unlimited money, and remember every every budget deal has granted the Pentagon massive amounts of money, mm-hmm. and in response. Uh, the Pentagon will support Trump when it goes to a, a coup. Yeah, let, let me just say this. I, I don't think it'll be the American military that carries out the Jade Helm previous practices. Because remember, Jade Helm also had foreign troop participation in places right. like Camp Grayling and also in Texas. So yeah. I think it's going to be the U.N. Yeah, yeah. Well, I we've talked about this before. I yeah. I really think that United Nations occupation of America would be a short-lived, um, you know, scenario. It's they they could establish beachheads here and there, but if they're facing the organized Pentagon response plus the guerrilla patriot response, 
uh, it's going to be impossible for them to stay for very long, I, I, would, I would think. Well, I've never advocated for violence ever in my life, not one time. But I will tell you this. If there's a blue helmet occupying territory in my neighborhood, I'm at war with that person. Well, there's, there's no question that every American citizen has not just the right but the duty to expel foreign invaders from our land. And that is as American as apple pie. So I'd be with you on that point. If, if there are U.N. troops in Texas, <laughs> in fact, everybody I know would be just aiming and firing at them. They, they wouldn't last long. I mean, I don't care if they've got – they could bring in armored personnel carriers, but you still got to have personnel. Eventually, they got to get out of the cars. <laughs> no, you're, be... no, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And we have uh, 7 million veterans with combat training of fighting age in this country. Yep. And, and you know, another 20 million hunters <laughs> who, who all have, uh, you know, high-powered 300 Win Mag hunting rifles, and they're, they're used to taking out deer or whatever at four or 500 yards. That's kind of normal for Texas, right? Yeah, and, and, and many you're areas. Right, you're right. And you got another 23 veterans in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who have combat training. That's right. And they can still pull a trigger on a gun. Yep. And so, yeah, I pity the force that tries to come in here and occupy. Well, that's why I think they've always they've been they've tried to overthrow America from within by convincing people to hate America. You know, it's the old Russian Soviet. uh, What's his name? Yuri Bezmianov. Yes. uh, The former Soviet. What was he? A social engineer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But he said, you take over a country from within. You take over the education system. You teach people to hate their country, hate their founding fathers. And they've been working that plan at the same time. It's just that I think America woke up here before they could finish that plan. So now uh, the Trump election and the patriots and the independent media have forced the hand of the anti-America forces who are now exposing themselves as absolute traitors. And I'm talking about you know CNN, New York Times. I'm talking about many universities, um, left-wing senators and so on. So the traitors are now obvious. They're like they're walking around with a big T on their forehead that that's screaming that they're a traitor. So that that's that's actually progress to know your enemy is, you know, that's that's a big deal because I think a decade ago it wasn't obvious to America who the enemy was. Now we know. So what do we do? Well, I've always said we need to maintain a defensive posture in terms of firearms and such because whoever shoots first loses you know you've heard me say that before because right now the key is being able to own the narrative as much as everything else it's 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 going to come down to shaping public opinion which is really what all war is about you know you ask any navy seal that goes into a country and what is their mission well really it's to shape public perception um, combined with some tactics and so on and carefully place explosives here and there but it's really about shaping public opinion and that's that's what's going to be happening here in the united states uh, as well is controlling the public's mind uh, to have a story what's happening why is it happening what are the motivations behind the people carrying this out if the american people are able to accurately wake up and assess the fact that their country is being overrun then they will defend their country and we will win but if the american people are sufficiently convinced that that the pro-patriot forces are terrorists who are causing casualties and carrying out 
murder and mayhem, then we may lose. So it's really about shaping the narrative, and that will be done by the left using false flag operations to falsely blame conservatives. So be uh, ready. Interesting you'd say it that way because I um, did a YouTube video, did a podcast where I asked the question, has Trump done enough to win the hearts and minds of America? And I made the point that the revolution is not from the other side. We on the right, the conservatives, are involved in a counter-revolution because the deep state establishment has been controlling the government for a long time. That's right. And I think to answer your question, I think Trump has done enough to win the hearts and minds. And I, I think that the American people, or at least a sufficient number of them, are still very motivated. Look at the record crowds that show up at Trump's speeches and events. And right now, the hysteria of the left is working against the left, because the more of these radical left-wing you know, terrorist-type people, the more they scream and shout and, and mob you know, uh, Ted Cruz or, or other people, the more the average American says, what the heck? I mean, someone who even used to be a Democrat. Right now, I think they're sitting up in, in, their, in their easy chair, and they're going, wait a second. Uh, this isn't the Democrat Party that I used to know. And they're walking away, you know? They're, they're like, I can't have anything to do with this Democrat Party anymore. This is insane. You know, what's, what's going on in America, uh, it reminds me of pre-takeover by Hitler, where the Reichstag had competition with the communists and with the Nazis. And the Nazis began to assassinate the communists. There, there we go right back to your article, Mike. Yeah. And uh, the leader of the Communist Party was assassinated. Many of his top henchmen were assassinated. And then the Communist Party was never the same. And this is what you talked about in your article. Well, let me ask you, the, you this question just to shed light on how far down the rabbit hole we are. If, if suicide attackers took out Brett Kavanaugh right now, do you agree or do you disagree that the Huffington Post and BuzzFeed would celebrate yes. that suicide attack? Yes. Uh, CNN would say unfortunate, but uh, Kavanaugh was his own worst enemy and that uh, Trump should have withdrawn the nomination and the people have spoken and America won't be ruled by sexual assaulting thugs. And right. I, I could see him going down this road. I mean, they do it now with insensitivity on, on any issue involving someone on the right. So, yeah, I, I yeah, they're, they're going to be unrepentant. That's what you're asking me. Will the media well, be unrepentant in defending the violence of the left? And my answer is yes. Well, and I think that the, the way they would describe this is they would say the person, the suicide attacker, they would describe that person as a, quote, survivor. Notice how they're they're describing Christine Blasey Ford as a survivor, even when she's obviously fabricating this accusation. But they're going to call the attacker, the first person to go out and kill somebody like that, they're going to call them a survivor of the Trump regime. And they're going to celebrate that person. And then they're going to inspire others. And there will be, you know, copycat, uh, suicide attackers, maybe suicide bombers in America on the left, again, radical leftists walking into a public restaurant in D.C., walking right up to Ted Cruz and pulling the ripcord or whatever they do, punch a button, and then that person will be absolutely celebrated by the Huffington Post. I have, There's no doubt in my mind. It's, uh, it's amazing the time we live in. Well, we're kind of at, we're almost near the end, Mike, but I wanted to just say that 
this is sort of a natural breakpoint because we're here at the end and it's like the end of a sentence that goes dot 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 because <laughs> we're just waiting for all the pieces to fall into place. You did a great job in your article laying out the parameters, the putting the history into it, and I, I think it's just a matter of time. And listen, I'm not reporting this with glee. You know, I've been saying this day has been coming for some time, and I'm not saying I told you so because I'm disgusted by it, and I know you are too. But, Mike, before we go, I wanted to give you an opportunity for you to tell people how to follow your good work. Well, sure, sure thing, but let me just add, the good news in all of this, if you could say such a thing, or the silver lining, is that we now know who the enemies of America really are, and that is something that took a lot of time to get to. So... It's not – I mean this is – that alone is a victory because if you don't know who your enemy is, how do you defeat your enemy, right? So yes. now that we know, we have a chance, and if we can get Brett Kavanaugh confirmed and we can hold the house, then Trump will have the cover to really go after the deep state for the next two years, and it's going to be over for the deep state. Anyway, with that said, my website's naturalnews.com, uh, my video site. YouTube alternative is real.video and um, you know, I have a show with, with the InfoWars network called Counterthink that airs every Sunday at 6pm on InfoWars.com and uh, you know, I'm just going to keep working away here Dave I'm just going to keep doing the research and, and putting out the warnings and I'm, I feel very uh, you know I'm not happy about any of this I'm very mm, frustrated you are on the front lines, my friend, uh, just by virtue of the fact of what you do, but also your affiliation with InfoWars. You know, I shared with Mike before we came on the air, I'm concerned for Alex Jones' safety, and I'm also concerned for anyone who works for InfoWars because they are on the front lines right now of this big discourse. So whether it's David Knight or Alex Jones, I would really urge them to exercise caution in their public appearances, and you too, my friend. Well, I don't make public appearances anymore <laughs> for that no, very reason. Exactly. I have, yeah, I've I've stopped doing that. So, but I'm, I share your concern for others. Mike, we got to run, my friend. This has been an hour that went all too fast, and it's too depressing. But it's information that's needed. Thank you for being on top of your game and writing that article, and thank you for appearing on the show. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. Be safe. Okay. Thanks, Mike.